I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. It's episode 120 of Please Advise. My dear friend, Max Wyatt is back. How are oh, you? Oh my God, I'm staring at you and Christina right now and I've never been so happy to see That voice is just so smooth like honey. Like I can only imagine people out there in America are just hearing that wash over and them. And then they see the face and they're like, damn it. <laughs> what do you did, mean? Wait, did I ever tell you in college once? So sometimes I get accused of having, I'm a pasty white slob and I get accused of having like a very sexy black guy voice. Okay. So I've had once in college, I was talking to this gal, like at the stu- what student union or yeah. I had to pick up books or, or I had an overdue parking ticket or something. <laughs> and I was, I was still gay, at, still gay at the time. I'm still gay now. <laughs> I was practicing gay at that time, but you know, I always got a kick out of it. I mean, you know, any kind, like of, attention, with any kind of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was very flirty on the phone. And I was like, Oh, Cheryl and I, I don't, it wasn't even Cheryl. I don't know. But anyway, so we we're like flirting on the phone and she goes, well, are you coming in the office? And I go, yeah, I've got to pay this parking ticket or buy this book, Cheryl. So <laughs> of course I'm going to come in. And she's like, well, maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll meet. And I go, maybe we will. And so I go up and you know, she's wearing a name tag and this is like a day later or two days later. And I pick up whatever I'm there to pick up. And I kind of look at her and she goes, you know, we're talking and she kind of gets recognizes the voice but she's looking at my face like, wait, that's not That's right. not this him. This is a ventriloquist act. Yeah. Like, there's a puppet. 
he's it's not real. Uh-huh. I don't know what's happening. But so anyway, describe. I need the stats on Cheryl. So uh, now let me just say this: I am fine with my looks, but you know those people who have heightened versions of what they in their heads look like. Of Cheryl course. was one of those gals. Oh, like so Cheryl, just, yeah. like Cheryl. I'm not going to go into specifics because we're all about empowerment here at Please Advise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure we are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but so anyway, at the end of it, she goes, Max? And I go, yeah, Cheryl? And, she's, <laughs> <laughs> and, Cheryl, and Cheryl's like, mm. And I go, oh, what? And she goes, I don't know. I just thought, I thought when I heard your voice, I thought tall, dark, and handsome. And then I see you and... You know, literally, like it might not even been a you know was as much Cheryl as Cheryl like another student, or was she like a no? She was like a student. No, and it, oh. her name wasn't Cheryl in oh. my head. In my head, she's forty five, but she was probably like right. twenty. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like it might not even been a oh, it was it was definitely but like a you know like yeah, a, you like, know. But you're like mm. yeah, no, like, that's oh, not that's not that's Cheryl. not Cheryl. Nice. I didn't want to stick my dick Cheryl. in you anyway. Probably maybe your dad or your brother, but not I do you, hate Cheryl. that ego of like when someone's like, um, this isn't going anywhere. It's like great, because I literally fucking would never. Who, like, and who asked you? Yeah, like literally who fucking asked you? <laughs> Wait, can we talk about we'll, we'll have to since the last time when we spent Valentine's together in New Orleans. Yes. And your Valentine's Day date, didn't he have a glass eye? And he tried to act like he was too too cool for school. And you're oh, like, honey. Oh, wait a minute. Was it a glass eye or a lazy oh, eye? Oh, shit. Or did, what, did I he think have an you're patch? right. I No, he didn't have an eye patch. He was cute. But like he had, I think he had a glass eye. He had a glass I eye. I think he had. Oh, my God. So that that adds. <laughs> I've gone out with like several handicapped people this year. Because you care. Because <laughs> you care. Because I'm so nice. <laughs> no, but it's like always just like going places and then showing up. And then I told you I went out with a guy who was like, I have a colostomy bag, right? No. Yeah, like after our date, like he texted me that like I had a colostomy. Is it, it? Do they put it to their body? And forgive my ignorance, but like, is it under your clothes? Do you not even see it? You don't see it. I'm no. And like that was the thing too is that I kind of was like, dude, you didn't need to like to tell me. Tell me. I said, I said to him, you know, like he said because he texted me the day after and we had made out and like this was a date where it's like I kind of already knew in advance he was what? a little bit too old for me. Yeah, how like, old? Just um, he was about forty three, which is interesting because the guy I went out with last night was also forty three, and like the guy. The problem with the guy last night is he was very cute, but yeah. he was a Postmates driver, which is fine. Sure, but I was like, what's the bigger goal? And like there really wasn't was one. There was not one. Well, that's how I always say it. it's like it doesn't mean. I mean, I just. I feel like any kind of into not intuition, but like incentive to grow whatever your passion is. Yeah, that's all it needs. It's like be the best damn whatever. Just want to be something more than just like oh, I gotta you know. I, I have actually a got into a fight with a guy about that the other day. He was a Bernie bro, and oh, like he was God. saying that like you know not everyone should have to, and not everyone should want to like be a monetarily successful person. And I said no, but I said there's a difference between not craving like large amounts of money in your life and i said there to me i said there's a correlation between the type of people who strive to earn high and who strive to make a difference and the people who are complacent i said contentment and complacency are two different things to me oh definitely you can be like i'm gonna be a postmates driver and i'm gonna be the fucking best post or i'm gonna be a building manager and like if your toilet is clogged at 4 a.m i'm gonna get up and unclog that shit like that is the type of person where i'm like good for you like you're fine in this job because you're making the best of it that you can. But when I, like, and then I started to really ask him, not the guy I was fighting with on the date about that, because that guy had another weird tell that I was like, Oh, you're a sociopath. Wait, the guy from last night or the guy from Valentine's the, day? 
No, but this is a different guy that I got into a fight with about. Oh, the colostomy bag? No, different guy. (laughs) This is a guy that I went out with on. I went out with a guy like uh, a couple days before New Year's Eve. Oh, good. And that was um, and this and that guy's whole thing was that he was the Bernie bro that was like, you shouldn't have to want to try hard. Okay. Like try like the the desire to try hard and to earn great money and to do well in your life is like overrated and it's not and I just was like no it's not I was like you're never gonna I said it maybe it's a personality thing I was like but I like to hang out with winners I like to surround myself with winners and winners is different things it doesn't have to mean you're a billionaire a winner can be someone who I to me a winner is someone who truly makes difference and if it's one person's life or it's a million people's lives I think that's as it can be as big or as small as that absolutely like I I mean that's why I was kind of seeing him I'm like I have nothing wrong with like the customer service person who's the best fucking customer service person I'm thankful for that I said you should want to be the best customer service person. It's not normal to go to work every day and pick up a check. And I said, because the guys who go to work every day and pick up a check, they're not winners at home either. No. Because that's a, you are living in a complainant. Like, you're just like, okay, like complacency, like, um, is your default. Like, you're like, I don't need to, I can just go into work and pick up a check. Yeah. I can just go home and be a dad. Like, no, the, the guys who try really hard at work and who are like trying to make a difference in the world and try and be like a great citizen, those are the guys who also go home and are fucking awesome husbands. Yeah. They're awesome dads. They're just, they're winners in life. No. And I said, true. I shouldn't want to be punished because I want to hang out with winners in life, nor does that mean like I'm a superficial or shallow person. I just well, like to hang out with winners. What did this guy do for a living? Just out of curiosity. Oddly enough, he had a competitive job. Like, Literally. I can't, I can't say what it is because it would become like, that's just too many details, but like he has, he had a very competitive competitive job in entertainment desirable job and and I almost was but like he doesn't he doesn't think you should have to strive to be successful no and the, and the thing that bothered me about that is I was like do you understand that like you're in a very difficult profession to be employed in like there are lots of people who would love to have your job who have a fucking winner's attitude yeah and like also realize that you're in a have an elite position in an elite industry and like that has value to it, and you did not earn that by being not a winner. No, like, that's true. Like setting other people up by saying like it's okay to be average, like, or even not even that, but below average. Yeah, it's, it's okay a, to just yeah, just it's okay to skim by on life. And I'm thinking to myself like, well, that's not your philosophy for yourself. No. So then he says to me, and then the other thing that he said that was kind of like a tell that like I was like, oh, you're you're gonna be a cheater or something. <laughs> was he said to me. I have this thing where it's like when I see someone fuck up or do something bad, I always assume it was for the worst possible reason. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like, I don't know. Like if I see someone like go to throw a napkin away in the trash and like it it doesn't get into the trash can, it falls on the floor and they don't pick it up. He's like, I assume that they did that as a fuck you to the like the waiter or whatever. Whoa. And I was like. That is like how old is this? Guy? You don't have to give it. Can you give an age range of how old this guy was? He's about my age. He's like okay. thirty three. So he's like thirty three. Yeah. And so that's said, first. Of all, he just, I mean, exhausting. But for the moral of this whole story, what I love is, I love that you're also not afraid to take a. You like a holiday date or like, which I love, which so many people are like, can't have a date on like anywhere near this date. And Molly, you're just so you're like, fuck it, I will have a date two days before New Year's. I don't. Oh, I I don't care. That bravery is so cool. I don't have to marry this loser because we're on a date. But so then I asked the Postmates guy last night. I'm like, um, you know, have you thought about like doing like 
Uber Eats or DoorDash. And yeah. I was like, and what's, I was like, by the way, what's the breakdown on Postmates? Like, what are you making money for? Do you make money just in tips or do you get an hourly fee plus whatever? Like, what percentage of the delivery fee do you get? He's like, I think he basically said to me that they get like half of the delivery fee and tips. So I'm like, so all of those two ninety nine deliveries that you're doing, like you literally spend an hour of your life making two dollars and ninety nine cents. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And then that puts so much onus on the customer to like do this like amazing job tipping. And because, also, like, where did, where's this guy from? Just out of curiosity, do you know? Uh, like the middle of the country or something. Midwest. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was from New York or something. No, he's from New York. He has a New York number. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm always fit, and especially with different age ranges. Well, first of all, let's discuss how men, gay or straight, from about 10 to the day they die, have no sense. Like no common sense. Oh, no sense. No mental sense. Yeah. No, they only think with their dick in their stomach and the little bit of info they now get from President elect Trump. Yeah. His Twitter account. Yeah. That's basically where we're at. Oh. Can I also just say one thing about the what the shining moment of President like Donald Trump's Twitter account is his love of the um exclamation the exclamation point. Oh I yeah, love, sad. sad. They're liars and frauds and charlatans. Sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> they all, wait, did you the I Arnold, love sad? Are you, I I use sad all the time. Sad, sad. Because you can just hear true. his voice. He's just like sad, and you sad. know he puts his finger. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Mister Wonderful from Shark Tank. Wait, can we discuss? I I know. Again, this is all we were talking about before, so my hashtag this year is because end times. Yeah. <laughs> because we're literally, like, the dark days are here, yeah. literally. Yeah. And I just love that we're what every day is a, is a, if it's not the apprentice ratings and how his dick's bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger's and his ratings were 30 times better. It's yeah. basically, it's then, I don't trust that CIA. What these intelli- intelligent briefings. Yeah. It's just... It's just delightful. And we get what we deserve. Really scary. Yeah. I'm it's like, not, really scary. It's frightening because now people are calling like CNN articles fake news. And oh, yeah. it's like, no, that's not what fake news is. Honey, and not only yeah. that, there's a large portion of the country that's like, oh, that came from CNN or MSNBC. Liars. I know. Char- charlatans. Charlatans. Sad. Sad. And like, I've been wondering why this year I've been hearing so much shit on, on MSNBC and CNN. And I realize now it's not from my people. It's from all the other people that are insane and don't realize that like news outlets have, there's like a code of ethics that they're supposed to adhere to. Is that incorrect? I mean, suppose. Well, yes, but I would, I will say that like, I don't consider this is like a weird way to, for me to set this up, but TV news isn't journalism per se. It's entertainment. Yeah. And that's that, the driving factor of it all. I okay. think we need to blame um, Ted Turner at the end of the day because he really forced this all down our throats with that 24 hour news cycle. It's true. Yeah. And that's why when breaking news happens, like shootings and like riots and stuff like that, there's so much mis- misinformation that goes out because they want to be first. Yeah. They don't want to be right. <gasps> Right. That's not the priority that's coming but up. Wouldn't you also yeah. say people developing? Yeah. yeah. And wouldn't you say sources that, say? And yeah. It's just like, yeah. Well, cite them. Yeah. Don't you think though too that as much as we think this is a newfound kind of thing, newspapers used to do the same thing. Oh, you know, yeah. They have Yellow five journalism. or six editions Different, a day yeah. and so i mean it's not necessarily a newfound thing what they're doing it's just how we consume it's very different to read some just like it's different to read something and then see someone shot and then be said this is what happened or you know they were doing this and then you're like oh 
And then you find out two weeks later, oh no, that's not the case. Imagine being the editor of a, sorry, um, just imagine being the editor of a paper and like having two papers ready to go for the next day. Like the Donald Trump is our president version and the Hillary Clinton is our president version. And like you have so much more faith in one than the other, like in terms of just like the actual content behind it. Like, can you imagine like how much good shit was thrown out the day that Hillary was not our president, like all of the wonderful articles that were written about like our first. Yeah. yeah like, and none of that shit will ever see the, the it won't, light of but day. You know, the one thing I'll say with that is too, is what the biggest, I mean, I have so many issues with the media, but the biggest one is at the, at the end of the day, they gave for two years, an insane person, a platform to allow other people to voice their, you know, insane ideas and they, they, what, what I think so funny about, especially the liberal media is they're like, how do people, how do people thought, like, how do they even think that Donald Trump and these ideas, like, how do they even think of that? And it's like, I don't know, because for two years, so you could sell advertising revenue, yeah. you've allowed this man to spew his feelings. And then people thought, oh, well, if he feels that way, I can feel that way. Yeah. So then they're like, I don't know where they came from. It's like, oh, honey, but honey, two years, you've been building this audience for this guy. Yeah. So it's just very... You know, well, yeah, because like it was like it's it was like, look what this clown thinks he's doing. Yeah. Like, look what this guy thinks he's doing. What an asshole. I mean, it's so it's just so embarrassing. Like, that's like my number one emotion besides just like sadness is embarrassment. Well, I'll tell you what else is embarrassing. This is the biggest issue I have is I love this country. I'm so thankful to be living in America. But spending two weeks abroad in London, what I have such issues with with so many Americans is we don't realize not only how much our local and you know nationwide elections matter to us but how much like it or not our elections affect the world absolutely and we don't get that like in our heads we're like oh it's just the president election happens once every 4 years blah blah blah, blah. who cares who was i just talking to so that they were abroad when the results came in and all of these they were like in australia or something and she said that when the results came in they were just like at and all of these people at the airport or the hotel or whatever knew they were american were like we're so sorry. Yeah. Like, we're so sorry. Like, they were, like, literally, like, about to have to come back here, too, like, right after the I election. mean, I went on an apology tour for two weeks in London because, you know, no matter what you... Th- it's just that idea that there's enough people and also explaining to anyone foreign, just because our country is so big, that 50 million people who could have voted didn't. Yeah. Like, that's the, one of the hardest things for me to explain is because, I mean, we live in a place where, you know, and yeah, I know, you know, it's gotten better and better every election to ensure that people's rights are allowed. It's like, you have to be allowed to take time off to go and vote. You had, you know, and there's a lot of people, but that's not even the reason why a lot of people decided like as an act of defiance, they were not going to vote this year. And like, really like with passion in their voice. I mean, I heard like, somewhat, I heard like, I think Stassi from Vanderpump rules said it on her pod. She's like, I'm not voting this year. And and everyone was like, that is like so irresponsible. I think she said it on someone else's podcast. And it was just like, that's so irresponsible. And just like, but hearing her point of view, she really, really believes, believed that there was no lesser of two evils in that scenario. Well, I'm here. I'm not going to sit here and say, you, you know, the biggest issue I have also with Trump and Clinton was, I'm not going to sit here and say Hillary Clinton was the, the perfect choice by any means or that she's a flawless character or that. But what I'm going to say is the idea that her sins that she had to pay double if not triple yeah to any other man yeah that's what i don't get it's like still in this day 2016 now 2017 the idea that her sins were so wicked because as a woman she should almost know better that it's like it's well character disgusting. questions are like common in every election i just think oh, they're yeah. it's like it's like almost like there was 
so much so much more questioning of her character than his character and so much more questioning of her character than any previous election. I mean, obviously, Barack Obama went up against a lot and continued to throughout his entire presidency. But like, I mean, every presidential candidate has a wake of shit behind them because oh. they're at least 35 years old. Most of the time they're in their fifties and like they are, they have a lifetime of shit behind them that can be used against them. And whether it be personal or political or whatever, things within their marriage, within their family, like well, and, and that's such a good point because I, we've got to stop holding our elected officials to different standards that we're going to hold ourselves. I don't think that anyone has faced such personal persecution um, since Sarah Palin, which actually makes me feel as much as I hate Sarah Palin, like as I, and the, her beliefs, I don't hate her. I hate her beliefs. I, I don't like hate anyone, but I definitely feel like she, like we owe her an apology for how closely some of the things she did was, were looked at. Oh, I would say 120 because the idea that calling her out, oh, she shouldn't spend this money on that or she looks like this or she's that. That's not the issue. Yeah, that's not it's the not point. the issue. That you need to stop calling that or you know she support how she her kid her daughter brist that's her child all this nonsense yeah, yeah it's not yeah. even a thing it's like she wasn't you know credible or capable to run the country yeah take out it doesn't need to be her looks or her lipstick or her hair Absolutely. or she's a dumb fuck from alaska all this nonsense that they were spewing it's Literally, she just does not seem to have the capability to run the country. That, right. That's as simple as that. It's and not- that's the thing. It comes down to very childish, like, name calling always. Like, even with Donald Trump, like, a lot of the people on the left, the best they were doing was being like, he's a big orange liar. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know what? That's true. But also, like, he's racist. Like, also, he's team he's making himself like a ragtag team of homophobes and fucking people who hate women well, like, the thing about him is like it's not i mean as scary as he is he's not scary in that he clearly is at heart just a self-promoter yeah it's the idea that the people he surrounds himself with he's forming like makes, a demented ocean's it makes 11 president bush's you know cabinet look like my god i don't know like a our glory days. Yeah, and, no, literally, like, where are they? Call yeah. Dick Cheney, get him back Let's in get here. Dick, what's Dick Cheney up to? Uh, come, I didn't honey, mind come. him. It was fine. I, he like had the lesbian daughter. He yes. he liked. Yes, he and, he liked his lesbian. Liked, that's liked you know what he liked his nice lesbian daughter. Let's just get her. him back here. He's like she can stay. She doesn't need to go with the conversion camp. Which I mean, here's my thing with conversion camps. If I really just have to pretend to be married to a woman and suck dick on the side, I'm not afraid to because I actually get along with a lot more women than I do with gay men. So yeah. It's like, if I really you have would to love go, that. If I have to go Dennis Quaid, Julianne Moore, Far Away Heaven, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. A, remember when Dennis Quaid's picking up like the pool boys in Miami? No, I don't. But I <laughs> no, but I just laugh because only you think that's like the exact appropriate re- appropriate reference. <laughs> you're like a com- you want a companionate marriage. Yeah, Honey, you have I a just, lot of really good ones. I'm you have telling a lot of good you, references. I would love, I will be that fruitcake that everyone's like, oh, there, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Do you, Max, do you want to go half in on a child in 10 years if I don't have anyone in my life? So I actually, here's my thing with kids. I have never wanted to um, procreate. I, w- I want to be an adoptive parent and if not that, a foster parent. Yeah, I've never I had that desire. too. Same. I've never had any desire to, um, I my mother's adopted and I am, you know, Betty, who's in all my, like Betty Jean's the love of my life. And mm-hmm. I am such a supporter of adoption. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I don't, I don't think I'd adopt a child by myself. I would foster parent or I'd like to. Yeah. I'd want a partner probably. If I, I was going to raise a child a from. great financial situation. Yeah, if I'm going to raise a child from such to such, but I think of all the, you know, 
what is it in adoption? After you're like six months old, they're like, oh, get this baby. Who want that baby's damaged? Yeah. That we couldn't possibly raise this two year old. It's been through too much already. You know, I wish people were as self righteous about adopting kids as they are about adopting dogs. Uh, that is a profound statement. That's true. Can we, can we also, and now no judge, we're in a no judgment That's zone. So we don't, true. we don't judge here, but I really have issue with designer babies. What does that mean? You know, where like Neil Patrick Harris and his husband went and they oh. like picked perfect. It's like perfect everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. You're right to your own money. And I'm sure how you met your mother was a lovely show. I, but no. But yeah. Honey, no. It's just there's too. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Like, I do think at a certain point, like I have so many friends and that I love that have gone through the IVF process and it's worked eventually or whatever. But I'm like, yo, like a hundred thousand dollars in. And like you are putting yourself through so much stress and so much pain and like just again, like draining your bank account. And like I understand the desire to want to procreate with your spouse. I understand because that's an intimate that's a level of intimacy. And I totally get that. But like at a certain point, it's like. And also, but you know, also a lot of people through adoptions become, and it, as it should, it should be difficult, but it should also be enough to where there's so many restrictions on who can adopt and yeah. have to be this. And I mean, I, I struggle with that idea of, yeah, you should be in a financial situation of, but the minute we really start saying it's like, you need to have this much money to properly raise a child. Yeah. It gets, because it gets very, it gets, you know, talk about, you know, they never want to, t- what is it like the death panels? Remember how the Republic, the death <laughs> panels of Obamacare. Yeah. It's like, well, the minute you really start deciding, okay, you can have a child but you can yeah you can do this and you can't i mean when i was growing up i don't think i thought there was anything much harder than adopting a child like yeah, i remember I, thinking of that as like one of the hardest things a person can do i think it is yeah like it's really hard to get i mean which makes sense they should not be handing out these kids willy-nilly but at the same time like is a child living in foster care or is a child living in like a group home or whatever are they having a significantly better life than a family that makes a modest like Income? 60k a year or whatever? Like not you could absolutely in most parts of our country you could absolutely run a home and have a child on an income like that. Oh, def- until wait, until we're getting, I love that we veered you remember the last time we were talking it was like the last episode we did together it was very like pop culture and fucking there and now we were getting deep. This is where honey. we are in our country. I love that, but I think that's good. Yeah, no, it's true. I was going to talk about you know what we should all really be afraid of is that robot revolution. What's going to happen? When the AI comes which Oh yeah. I've got to I take, actually have been terrified of that for years. <laughs> you and my mother have to talk, a you love the purse bets together yeah. and then b my mother has literally told me several times this year she goes listen i will not become a maid to a robot <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like listen mother you're too old i'm too fat we're the first to go to the robot they're gonna throw us to the lions. yeah no 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 like, they don't want us as maids or sex toys it's i like, do we're going- worry about that though like when you think about how everything in our life is like my mini cooper like if if, if the if i wouldn't be able to get in it like, if the robots decided they were mad at me, they could easily keep me in or out of it. It Forever. doesn't even have a real key. I just put a silver disc into a small hole in my car. Like, that doesn't even sound real. Can, can we talk about sex robots for a minute? Sure. Because I think a lot of people get a lot of flack for it, where I'm like, I'm not much for sex robots, but, I mean, I masturbate, so I'm like, who am I to judge if I'm, like, happy to get off with myself and the fantasies oh, inside my head? I actually think that's great. Like, I would, I would absolutely get a sex robot if I wasn't worried about it, like eating my private parts by accident, like that's my big, lot, that's my big fear is that I'm I'm worried that you wouldn't be able to get it to stop. Like, what if you like put your dick inside of a sex robot and it just kept like, like eating, sucking, eating, yeah, and, like, and then it like sucked it right off, yeah, and like yeah, and like you would have to like first of all 
the if you were lucky enough to get to a hospital, like <laughs> oh, honey, these these days, if you were lucky enough, <laughs> that's not once Obamacare's re- repealed, honey. So many people in the emergency rooms <laughs> are showing up to urgent care with a sex robot actively eating its dick, <laughs> or it's but it's like we are being eaten. Maybe that could, should be the sequel to poor Will Smith and his bed. Did you see Collateral Beauty? He has got to. No. Honey, honey. Who, who saw, you saw oh, it? I went, to, I went to a British like, I went to a midnight uh, screening. I went to a midnight screening. <laughs> First of all, I will support Helen Mirren. And if anyone has the sense God gave a goat, they will follow Helen Mirren on Instagram right now. <laughs> the sense that God gave a goat. Sense, which is barely any. I'm telling I you, I, what is that? <laughs> that's a that's just a that's a like that's present. a Betty Jean Stover uh, phrase. Uh, yeah, Betty Jean will just go, you know, if he just had the sense God gave a goat, and I'm like, uh, now I, we're cooking in some grease. Yeah, and it's I like Betty. Like, I feel like it's a line Sybil Shepherd should have had in the client list. Can we wait? Where it, she hasn't had anything nice since the client list. No, she hasn't had anything <laughs> and nice. And even then, that was kind of a stretch. I mean, it wasn't nice. It, she played such, she played like, well, I mean, Sybil, you kind of like to see play the like kind of arch evil person. Because like, she's good she at was, that because that's her. She was, she's always, yeah, she's great. But like, she just was like the meanest Southern mom. Can Have I, you seen it? Um, I saw the TV movie, not the TV series, because it was oh, a TV no. movie. Yeah, and yeah. then they revamped it, didn't they? And then they did. They and Loretta it. Devine's in the TV series, who I support everything she does, as well as Laura Lee from season one of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, wait, oh, wait, I'm sorry, Emmy winner Loretta Devine. I think we need uh, that's right. guest that's star right. Grey's Anatomy. I just want to make sure we have her full title. Did we meet Emmy. her together? We might have. I we almost wait. Feel, did. We meet her at the Golden Globes. Oh God. I just, my favorite Golden Globes memory was when we're talking to Bryce Dallas Howard and then her husband comes up and I just go, Bryce Dallas Howard, if you weren't weren't here, I would fuck your husband. (laughs) And she's like. (laughs) She was charmed by you. She really, I know. That was the year she bought her own dress off the rack. Remember? And everyone acted like it was like, she looks like she's fun. Was she not? She was so fun. And her husband was really, really cute. And then remember, I accidentally told Maria Menounos I once got a hand job during channel one. Yeah. And by the way, like, I just remember Maria Menounos, like, first of all, like, when you see a Menudos in the wild, you're not necessarily, is it the Maria Menudos? Like, there could you don't be any know. number of. And then, like, we were talking to her for, like, a solid five minutes before I was like, fucking Maria Menudos. Like, what is going on? Like, because she's so elusive. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you would, never see her. One would think that you're tripping over Maria Menudos in that L.A. Grecian she had a, the braid. Grecian braid, yeah. Oh no, we'll never forget the Grecian break. Wait, we just wait, can we go back? I love that night because we drank the the drinking that well, went on. Well, you showed me what you can do, which really scared me <laughs> because like when someone can outdrink me, I'm terrified. And like you literally I, there was one point where I had 3 drinks in my hand because in the time that it took me to drink half of one drink, you had gone back to the bar two other times and I was sitting there holding 3 drinks like a psycho because for some reason I was like, "Oh, I have to get a drink too." <laughs> so I'm like hoarding drinks in the also, corner. That white dress you wore last year was so sexy. Honey, it's heaven. I have it in my closet. I almost sold it this year. It was so sexy. And that was my birthday. Yeah. We, uh, that was, and remember Gabrielle Sidibe and I and you had that wonderful powwow for a good 45 minutes. Just just the best. All (laughs) right. We have to go to our calls. Oh, yeah. Oh, calls. Sorry. I'm sorry. We can just stop. We'll sit here and mention actresses that rarely work for several (laughs) several hours. Hours. Such (laughs) name droppers. like, you know what I mean? I know. And we're like barely working, which is the best part. Maria Menudo's. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you, how, when you have that kind of star power, how are you supposed to work all the time? Honey, you can only. Maria Menudo's works a lot. Honey, 
the Snapchat TV shows that Snapchat's trying to sell us don't sell themselves. Honey. They don't sell themselves. They don't. You guys, if you work at Snapchat and you want to buy our TV shows, you can contact us. Okay, let's take our calls. <laughs> hey, moms, it's Caitlin. I'm 26 from Ohio. Um, I remember this morning that you used to be obsessed with uh, modesty fashion blogging for like Mormons. And I read an article that I thought you would think is funny. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's called bubble porn. It's like a new thing that Mormons are doing on the internet, I guess. Um, so I guess they're not supposed to like masturbate to fully nude pictures or something, which I don't know. That's crazy considering the dirty areas thing. But anyway, um, I guess like they pretty much take like pictures of girls in their swimsuits or whatever, and then they crop out certain parts that they leave like the skin parts exposed. So like their stomach will still be there and like their legs will still be there and their heads will still be there. And it looks like they're naked because like you can see through bubbles. I don't know. It's really weird. You need to look it up, but like it's a weird new thing that Mormons are doing. And I thought you would think it's funny. Okay. Bye. Well, Max's reaction when I looked this up and showed this to him, what, what did you say? I said, that's I, quite clever. I, it was quite clever. You know, okay, so first of all, I'm looking at these images, and we will post a bubble porn picture to our Instagram. <laughs> no, why don't we make your Instagram picture for the episode like a bubble porn? Oh, a bubble porn. Por- yeah. Oh, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> if you know how to do th- don't promise this audience things you cannot give them. But okay, so there's like I, mostly- I can do it. It's, yeah. it's very, it's highly Asian. But, like, it's Which, a lot of, like, again, Asian girls. Because the Mormons don't get, you know, they're very white bread in Utah. But then there's this one, which is just, like, looks like these girls would, like, fucking rob your grandmother for Percocet. Like, these ones just, these are some, like... Oh, these are, like, college girls. Corny, on, uh, blonde girls. Yeah, yeah, on, like, a boat. It's not Fleet Week. What do the kids do? Spring Spring break. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do now. I, like, always try to fuck a sailor. No, <laughs> spring break. Me in my early t- 20s. Which also, I never... I'm not was never a spring. I never really had a body for spring break, so I was clearly never. I didn't into have it. the wallet for spring break. Like that was something that like only kids who were very rich did at college. And you and, had like, to have I like remember... you had, and you had to have. It would talk about body shaming. It's like you need to have like you're not going to take your titties out, male or female. Well, on here's that beach. the thing: like a TV spring break is so different than the reality of spring break it's so gross. because like TV spring break is like. Is like you know all like hot, hot young, hard college yeah. bodies, and like it's very like high intensity. Like you better bring your smallest bikini <laughs> and your hardest fucking abs, yeah, girl. or buy, or buy, or get the <laughs> fuck out. But in reality, I have a, I have a, an idea that spring break must be. It, there must be a lot more cellulite at spring break than we can even imagine. More oh. cellulite than you and I can imagine at spring break. I so. I feel so. like, you know, I don't want, I, if there's someone out there who's thinking right now, like, I'm, am I too big for spring break? You're not, go. You're probably not. No. If, don't hurt yourself. Remember, what was that? <laughs> don't what hurt was, yourself. Don't, don't hurt yourself. What was that movie? Oh, what was the one Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill did where they go to a 21 or 22 Jump Street? Oh, is that what that was? Yes. I didn't see that Which one. Which I definitely watched on an airplane for free. Oh, I love that. Every minute. I like love a, an airplane ride, like from like a cross country where I can watch three movies. Wait, have you watched, this is the perfect airline movie, Mother's Day, starring Julia Roberts and the wig from Notting Hill? No, I haven't seen that, but I want to because 
fucking one of the Pretty Little Liars is in it. My least shame, favorite. Pre- shame. My le- my is she least your favorite. least favorite? I hate her. Really? I mean, she's beautiful, but like she's, a, I mean, like I'm not talking about her as a person, but her character should be the most interesting and it's is by least. far the least interesting. You know who's the sweetest in real life? I don't know on the show. Is that Lucy Hale? It's about the Oh, nicest. I can only imagine. Wait, did you see her have to host? Wait, she was in New Orleans hosting the New Year's Eve rock and drop the ball for Riot Seacrest. No, I didn't And they see just that. cut her adrift alone. Like, it's just poor Lucy Hale in so- New Orleans. Is the theme now that like they're in like people like, yeah, we're going to send Lucille to New Orleans and we're going to cut to New Orleans at midnight and then we're yeah. going to cut to like, yeah, like Cincinnati C-Lo at yeah. like in, in St. Louis or yeah. whatever. No, literally, yeah. that's what's happening now. Wait, did you watch the Queen Latifah? The Fox one was all throwback. I this didn't year. watch honey, anything. Honey, it was Nelly. Oh, okay. Which literally a week before I even didn't even know he was on this, I said, I pray for Nelly. This I didn't is know when where people are been. getting smart now because Fox is smart because that is so much more interesting to your average drunk person sitting at home. Like, on a couch Watching then. like Nelly than like being like, oh, okay, I'd like to watch like um, Sean Mendez or whatever stumble through a couple songs. That like, can, you know what Canadian I mean? Canadian vibe They star. always get like some, like I remember like, oh, that Jacob Satorius. <laughs> Jacob Satorius is doing live musicallys on the side of the stage. <laughs> With Will I Am. Like, oh my God, by the way, I was waking up this morning. What's the guy? Apple T app or whatever in fucking Black Eyed Peas. So, like, I was, I fell asleep with my fucking TV on and it went directly to the on demand menu. Of course. So, like, I'm just sleeping through the cycling on demand menu all night. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. I feel like that's a very common sensation is like passing out and then the on demand menu is on and like all night long you're just listening to the same. Like three solid minutes of entertain like entertainment previews, whatever. And one is just like going, Hi, I'm Apple T app. <laughs> like that was going <laughs> on all night when I was sleeping last night for like nine hours. I was just hearing like, Hi, I'm Apple T app with a black eyed peas. Like once every minutes. Do you know how much you probably got paid for that? Isn't it sick to think how much that was? It was probably a billion dollars to record like, that. Once every three minutes for eight hours last night, I heard someone go, Hi, I'm Apple T app with a black eyed peas. <laughs> Honey, you're keeping him alive. I, I made his financial quarter, I'm sure. Really I really did. <laughs> if he's getting paid per view, like, honey, I really, you're Wait, welcome, Apple we need to get to. We need to get to, it was it Christina's call? What? No, yeah. it was Caitlin's Caitlin. call. But one last thing, and then we've got to get to Caitlin. Star on Fox. Have you watched the previews? Oh, my uh, God. No. Oh, wait, I did see the preview. It's like the, it's, uh, it's the trying to make girl. the girl band. Yes, yeah. but okay. it's one white girl, one half white, half black girl, and one um, just total bl- rich black girl. Okay. And Naomi Campbell is a lead. Okay. And but I heard people say it's like awful. Like, is it is yeah, it Lee Daniels trying to do like a pop star version of Empire? Yeah, but can I ask you? I'd still sleep with Benjamin, not Button, uh, Brat. <laughs> um, I haven't seen him in a really long time. Remember when he and Julia Roberts were like the hot it couple? And also, that's why you, you can't love anyone because you, like then you love someone once, and then for the rest of your life, people will be like, remember when she was in love with someone who was like, an, wait, I love when Julia her? Roberts was first married to Lyle Lovett, mm. and then do you remember when she dated Dylan McDermott, who to this day is one of the only men who's ever put his hand on my shoulder where I was like, I will get on your my knees and suck you off right here, Dylan McDermott. That was the only one, Max? No, no, no. I'm saying like, it's <laughs> not in public. I'm saying like in public. I was like, I don't care who's in this trailer. Yeah. I don't care who's outside of it. No, Benjamin Bratt still has it going on. He's, He's sexy, still got right? it going on. Do you remember on. him in Miss Congeniality? Uh, you know what? 
Not really. Can I just tell you, I spent for myself on Christmas seven ninety nine to buy Miss Congeniality and Miss Congeniality two on iTunes. Was it in a two pack? Of course. I love a two pack. And I love that Sandra Bullock, as great as you know her Oscar for Blindside. Yeah. Why did you put that Oscar in quotes? <laughs> did it really happen? Did it really happen? I don't that think it Oscar, that, Oscar, that alleged Oscar, Oscar that Academy side. Award. Wait, <sighs> and one last thing, then we'll get to then we'll get to Caitlin. But Oceans Ocho, already the best movie of 2018. What the fuck is Oceans Ocho? It's the remake of Oceans Eleven, starring all female cast, Kate Blanchett. Okay. And Anne Hathaway, who ate each other. Okay. Clearly. Oh wait, I didn't know that was called Ocho. Oceans Ocho, Oceans Eight. Um, Rihanna. Rihanna. I know. Rihanna. Oh, I know this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were saying that like they were making a Latin America Fa- version, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Why is this the most important thing of the year?" Like, wait, what? Don't they do that all the time? Like, are you that big of an Ocean's Eleven fan that you're like literally waiting for the international? My favorite, my favorite movie. Ocean's Eleven is finally being made in Latin America. What is like Latin America? Like why am I just referring to it as Latin America? It's being remade as a Danish film. Uh, and yeah. I cannot wait. It's like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, like well, you love I, the original. You know who I, I do, but you know who I just don't get is that Rooney Mara. I'm whispering because she's listening. Yeah. Um. You know what? I actually don't hate on Rooney Mara. I think I I actually was very defensive of when everyone was like being like. Six months ago, she wasn't goth. I'm like, now she's fucking goth. I'm like, you know what? People discover things about themselves. All the time. And like, you are not allowed to say, Rooney Mara, you're not goth. No. Like, if she's goth inside. Let her have it. Who am I to judge? But very few billionaire, very few children of billionaires are goth. I'm just going to say that. That is true. That's, it's like, what are you so angry about? <laughs> like, but really, what's your problem? <laughs> anyway, back to. I mean, it? here's the thing. The, with Mormon, Kate, por- the Mormon porn. Here's Caitlin. the thing with Caitlin is that I don't think that we really. You keep saying we're going to answer her question. I don't think Caitlin was really doing <laughs> no. a question. She was more like just doing a drive by. She's like, of balls, info. I think you'd enjoy this. She's like, just going to toss this in your lap. And by the way, I will say, Caitlin, one thing that we can enjoy that's exclusively to you is that while you were leaving this or while we were listening to your message, Max was leafing through a book of penises, like just literally leafing through it. Like he was waiting in line to buy his groceries and it was a people magazine. Yeah. Like he just was like staring and at it. It's dicks. like Martha Stewart on the cover, like, I will love again. No, it's just a big dick man. It's called The Little Book of Big Penis. And um, it's, I mean, it's got some big penis. They're bi- like really big penises. Can I ask you, just on that note, do you, do you, are you're not a size queen, are you? Uh, I'm not, not a size queen. Yeah, I'm not not a size queen. Like but, I will, I will date a like I will date if like okay, like, what's if the I was presented with like seen? Oh, I've seen a micro penis. No, no, I've seen a micro penis. Have you had to touch? No, it? No, I've seen a micro. Have you had to touch it? Yeah, oh. I didn't had to. I didn't have to. <laughs> did I but, like, it? Did you had to touch uh, it? Balls? I didn't have to Girl, touch were it. Were you forced to touch that micro penis? <laughs> did you just get your index finger and thumb together? And just <laughs> no, like <laughs> literally, like so. I was like 21. Oh, I. Was I had seen other penises in my life, which is how I knew how to identify it as a micro penis. <laughs> yeah. But I hadn't seen that many penises in my life, yeah. so I was still like, kind of like, whoa. And like my second boyfriend ever, still categorically had one of the biggest dicks I've ever seen in my life. And did we he know did, how to use it? We didn't actually have sex. Like we were like we were eighteen. Like I was his first kiss. Like he and he had this like gigantic dick. I know it's crazy. So, um, I was. I went out with a guy and like then we like it was my last night ever in L.A. And I like before I went back to college and like I had had a crush on this guy. He asked me out. We went out. We went back to my place. We're like fooling around. And like then 
you know, there's like that point where it's like, okay, like our pants coming off. Okay, pants are coming off. Oh my God. And like, I would say fully erect, it was three inches. <laughs> there's just <laughs> like all the air just got sucked out of the room. Wait, fully so, erect. First of all, so did it was you three inches? Did you make an effort or were you just like, did you roll over? I was headache? so young and like this guy was like older and like he had a cool job and like I had a crush on him. And like this is a guy that like I couldn't believe I was going out with him. Like yeah. he was a guy that like we had seen each other out randomly in public and then he found me on MySpace and like asked me out. And it was actually. And that like, was truly the. Ro- that, that was, was the, truly romantic. That was romantic then. Like, dude, he found me on MySpace. Like also like. I don't think finding people online was as is it was as easy back then. Oh as God, it is no! You had now. to put effort in. Yeah, you had to do some stuff. So he found me on MySpace, and so I was like so excited to go out with him. And like, was he a good kisser? He was. A, yeah, I mean, like he was okay. Mm. But like, I'm sure that when you're a like, I remember him being like overly enthusiastic to go down on me, and now I know that's why. Yeah, because he wanted to. He wanted to make sure, which I think. Well, clearly, that's great. Knew. Well, you know, that's why I've told you. You that's should why, come. That's in. why I lead with a dick pic because I'm like, I got the titties, but maybe if I send the dick pic first, that'll like soften the blow. What do you mean? Like your dick isn't gigantic? No, no, my dick is nice, which I'm saying is okay. what I got. But you know, I'm kind of heavy, oh, so you I, don't got, like I got the titties. The titties yeah. So I'm like, you know, if I you're going to enjoy dick, this. Just maybe. This the tits might not be your thing. I but thought you, you will said enjoy. there's guys that love the gay titties. Some of them do. Yeah. I mean, I'm always you know, I mean the bear, you know, the Asians love the bears. They do. They love the bears. They do. And I mean, you never really know. You know, the thing is you don't know what I always say. I like to fuck Joseph's coat of many colors. I like all ages, races. I love it all. I'm like, life is too short. Bring it all. Um, but you know, you're never like, you're like, you do though. You, you don't want to be this way, but when someone really, really hot is kind of into you and you're like, what? and you know, if you have any body insecurities and someone who is picture perfect Instagram, truly hot, it's like, I would love to suck your dick. You're like, Whoa. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? You kind of don't believe it. Yeah. You're kind of like, is this, am I punked? Yeah. And I told you, you know, my, the one thing is, and this is, I don't, you know, like I've had those guys who like want to feed me, who just want to like watch me get fatter. Yeah. Have we talked about oh, that. Feeders. You know, like feeders. Yeah. I'm not really into that. I'm like, I enjoy being fat on my own, but like not sexual. Like sexually, it doesn't do anything for you to be like, you don't want to be fetishized. No. Like you're which, like, I mean, but I enjoy people's, but which is, sh- I shouldn't be that way because I enjoy, you know, the ideas of fetishizing other guys. Yeah. Like, you're you like, I, I, I love mean? that. Like yeah, bear. Like, I love that. Yeah, like whatever. I love that Southern Belle, that whatever, you know, like that muscle job. Yeah. yeah. All that nonsense. But <laughs> I don't want to be. So, I mean, you know, it, it, I shouldn't be that way, but. You know, we are I, as, well. Also, like it could affect your health. Like if someone's just trying to keep you parked at home and feed you to death, like then, then, that's you know, trying the, to kill you. Honey, not only that, you know, then they'll pull out some diaper shit. Oh and no! And then I'm not here for that. And I'm oh like, no! Wait, have you ever heard up with a guy who's wanting to do like never, fecal stuff? Ne- no, but do you remember? Stuff. Wasn't old Pootie Tank into that? Remember our Quentin? <laughs> our best friend from Valentine's Day. Was he into that? I thought he was. Well, first of all. I didn't get that deep with him. Like you somehow have Wait. a conversation that happens like at a dog whistles pitch, like that I like don't even hear the sexual. Do you remember that hot that stripper at a gay, straight stripper at a gay bar that was in? Yeah, love he was. With yeah, you. he was in love with me, and I just kept. He was smiling. like, I can move to LA at a moment's notice, You're and like, I was like, <laughs> and he had like this gigantic dick and sheer baseball pants, and, and he was hot. 
And I just was like, stop. Like, you remind me of my brother. Like, stop. <laughs> like, like when I said to him, like, can I take a picture? He's like, I don't care what you do to me. And I was just like, that is like, you should care what I do to you. Yes. Like, can you please care what I do to you and come back to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't hook up with someone that's just like, well, I've checked out of this life. <laughs> I don't give so a shit. So run me. a train on me. Uh, yeah. I just like, no, it's like, no, sweetheart. I want you to love yourself more than that. Honey. But, honey. <laughs> but girls don't love themselves more than that all the time. All the I, It's kind of reassuring when men feel that way. But uh, when a straight man feels that way, I'm like almost like good. But like what broke you? Like when that's but and that isn't is that when sad. we feel like when a guy's girlfriend beats up on him and we're like, good for her. You know what I mean? It's like kind of <laughs> like where should. it's kind of just like, well, now you fucking know the experience. Like now, you know what it's like to be fucking physically afraid for yourself. And it's not like you shouldn't want that. You should never want that sort of thing to happen to anyone. That's of like course. saying that like a female pedophiles are less impactful or dangerous, but like it is at the same time, like, yo, it's interesting to see the gender roles flipped on that because like, that is, that is my day. Welcome to my day to day life. What? And like, you kind of want to be like, welcome to my day to day life. Motherfucker. Yeah. Well, but, I've like, told you, you know, I've had guy friends, straight guy friends that have gotten very aggressive with girlfriends of mine. And mm. I've taken them to gay bars and watched as some bigger guy, either in terms of just taught, you know, height or what muscles, one not will kind of come onto them and get them up against the wall. And they're like, that was fucking creepy. And I'm like, yeah. So the next time there's someone who is physically can't get away from you. Just remember how that feels because it, it's very different. When that happens to you, you realize, oh. you realize you're like, Oh, maybe that's someone. And I've had, that, I mean, I've had that where I've like not noticed how, you know, my size or when I can then overpower someone mm-hmm. and then I'm like, that can make them uncomfortable. Like I don't, you don't want to be that way. You, you need to make sure you're not. You don't want to be that and you don't want to be three inches erect. What else can I say? <sighs> Honey. But can I ask you a real, okay, so I've been listening to this, um, like Gimlet has done a sponsored podcast, podcast with Tinder this year Ooh. and um, it's actually like some pretty good stuff in there um, but it's definitely a commercial for Tinder. Like yeah. at the end of it, it's, but I don't mind that because I love Tinder and I think that it's a great Dude, I, I see, think it's a great medium. I, I don't because the gay Tinder is just like any other app. It's just like, oh, yeah, let's have a date. And then it's like, do well, you that, want to suck the, my dick or not? Well, we're in, we're in I think, in, in uh, the apps for different reasons. Like, I genuinely am like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to go on a date. But like, ideally, you wouldn't be a total troll and we could go on multiple dates and maybe it could be a relationship. Well, yeah, but you know, my thing is not my thing. I just have never, I've dated guys from apps, but all the guys I've ever dated for more than a week even just if it was a couple of months or whatnot, have, I've always met them out. Yeah. It's always been that way. I've never, I've, I, it's I always been. that's the benefit of New York though, is that, that like, you're like, just on your, you're on foot. You're, you're on it. You you're on, on foot. foot. You're on foot all the time. Okay. Well, let's take, well, oh, I was going to say just really call. quickly about that Tinder thing. Oh yeah. Is that, there was a quote this week from a writer that I already like, Mary H.K. Choi, and she came on to say that she dated a guy that sh- that was, like, objectively hotter than her. And she was saying, like, I'm, like, an eight. Like, I prefer, like, a six that I can eight on, which I think is such a good quote. And, like, I'm the same way. Like, I would rather date a slightly less attractive dude and be like, I am your fucking queen right now. See, I'm the total opposite, whereas you would rather I'm surrounded by – I love to – I would much rather be the ugliest person in the room. Yeah. Like, I am fine with all You that. would? No, I'm serious. Because- I don't like to be – the best looking person in the room but i certainly don't like oh, to that feel like me. i'm at an emotional like 
you know the one thing I'll tell you that is because just because I've known so many beautiful people who are truly so uncomfortable with themselves mentally where I'm like you know what I may not be all good and great but I do enjoy me yeah there's some problems with me but I like you know what I mean like I feel good enough with me to where no you're right I may not always feel comfortable with how I look or how I behave but I'm like at the end of the day I do really like beautiful people who hate (sighs) themselves are is so real no it's so real and I know a lot of them and my thing is though but I like just from I like being around attractive people and I do I'd rather everybody be much more. I really, and I look at the people I know from the two beautiful women in front of me to the, the people are fr- I'm friends with to, to family to people I date, all that stuff. I'm like, you're all collectively, you know, I don't want to say I don't go out, but I'm just gravitated towards that. Yeah. I like that energy. I yeah. like that aesthetic. And if I have to be, you know, the schlubby one in a corner, I'm like, I do not care. No, I, I to totally feel you on that. Okay, great. Well, I think that we've, we've done enough for you, Caitlin. Let's take our next call. <laughs> Bye, Caitlin. Farewell. Bye, Caitlin. Hi, Mom. Um, This is Gabby. I called a couple months ago talking about my boyfriend and how he wanted to marry me. And you were like, break up with him. And like an idiot, I waited uh, till the summer, after the summer, and broke up with him in like late September. And for some reason, I'm still fucking dealing with this. He called me 13 times the other night. He's texting me incessantly. And I don't know how the fuck to get him away from me. Um, this is like my first real breakup. I'm over it. I've been over it. He doesn't seem to get the hint. I'm like literally afraid he's going to show up at my house because he seems unstable. So if you have any advice on how to get him away from me, please let me know because this isn't cute. And I don't like being afraid of my own house, even though probably nothing will happen. But like, I'm an anxious person. So I don't know. All right. Uh, thanks. Love you. Bye. Well, I think that like when you called, because we just listened to your first call again, I wasn't t- completely sure which one. I tell a lot of people to break up with their boyfriends. But <laughs> I um, just listened to it again. And Max and I were like, yeah, I mean, like basically when you guys broke up, it was because like the relationship just needed to go. It was like a little bit past its prime. And, and you needed to tear off the bandaid. Yeah. And I think that that's like, first of all, like, I just want to say I'm a little bit impressed with my instincts that I was able to tell that this man is a way creepier. Like, I mean, the fact that like I just knew, I don't know. Look, girl. You, there's something called a temporary restraining order. Do it. And it's something that he should know that you are aware of. And, like, I think that you should really say to him, like, you know, set, a restraining order is a big thing to put on someone because once a restraining order is approved, that person, like, can't own a gun. Like, I think for, like, they can't own or operate a gun for, like, five or six years. Like, it, it, there are some restraints. You know what I would say is to you, babe, is... If you, I mean, and this, and I know not everyone has this option, but enough people usually know someone in the the um, legal profession to where have someone write a note saying, you know, my client so and so is feeling, you know, has this is an option, and if this keeps continuing, that way you don't have to necessarily take that full step. If you don't, you know what I mean? Or if you know anyone on the police. I mean, when I, I had an incident a few years ago where I honestly, I just went into the police station and I said, here's this person's phone number. I just want you to call them and scare the shit out of them. And I sat there and a police officer called and was like, this is what you're setting yourself to be accused of. Yeah. This is what you're setting yourself up to face consequentially if you yep. continue with this behavior. Because I just basically said, this person's not going to take me seriously. They need to understand that, one, I'm aware of my rights. 
Two, I'm aware of what I can do to them. And three, like I'm going to take the extra precaution of going and having a police officer explain that to you. And if you go and like, you know, I don't know where you live, but I assume that like, you know, I was very lucky because I was able to do it in Glendale and Glendale has kind of like a more small town feel to it. It is a very small town with a very watchful police force. Um, but but if you know if assuming you're not in a bigger city, I think that that's something that pretty much any police force would be willing to do. A police officer would be willing oh, to yeah. do. You might even know a police officer, like the same way you might know a lawyer. But yeah, I think. But if it if it really persists, you cannot. You cannot. If this guy has really hurt it, you know. I think too often I have girlfriends or female friends who are like, "I don't want to hurt him." It's like, listen, right. if he's going to hurt you or is hurting you, that's on him. That's that. You shouldn't be made to feel like this is, you know, you took an unnecessary step. If this guy, if he can't get the hint and refuses to, then th- that's on him, right? You know? And when I and just so you know, like, because I agree with you, what you just said, I think that more often than not, um women are more careful to oh, not yeah. do something that people have already like, it's like, no, if this guy cared about you and your feelings, like you wouldn't even be in this fucking position. So why don't you start caring about yourself as much as everyone else does in this situation, which is not much at all. Like you, you have to care for yourself more than everyone else does. Like, oh, definitely. you know, like he doesn't care if he keeps you up all night with 13 calls. He doesn't care if he makes you afraid of being in your house. Like that is definitely where you need to like, but I also am saying just in general with people, I think it is to be remembered that one, a judge probably won't grant you a, a restraining order if it's not due, but two, not to be super trigger happy with that sort of thing either yeah, you because don't want, they are pretty don't big. be flip, Don't be flipping about it, but it, you shouldn't feel afraid. First of all, if he really is making you as afraid and it sounds like he's kind of you no, know, behaving I mean, in excessive, beha- yeah, excessive behavior, then you need to make sure he realizes that. And if that is not the hint, then you need to go through with the steps because- you don't want him to, yeah, just, yeah, and don't second guess yourself. I'm just really glad that you got out of this, and I also just want to let you know that, like, this is something that I think, ha- this is the type of thing that, like, definitely I had other friends who dealt with stuff like this through their 20s with with relationships, where there's just was, like, psych- like moments of, like, just absolute psychotic behavior that when you get into your 30s, like, you don't really, you don't really feel the, you, the stakes of, of every situation. It's just you're aware of how quickly you'll move past everything, I think, more in your 30s. Relationships are not so tumultuous. for, But I think sometimes in, the, in your 20s, like, people are just a little bit – it's like the hormones of a teenager with, like, trying to process the brain and life circumstances of an adult. Like, that's what it, t- dating in your 20s feels like a lot of the time to me anyway. Oh, definitely. You know? Um, so this won't go on forever. Maybe he's not a true psycho. Maybe, Maybe he's just, just having really a moment abs- of psychotic episodes, but Gabby, put him in his place and yeah. just just let him know that you will take the steps and be serious about it. And if he keeps it on, then take the steps. Look out for you, girl. Honey, you have to. Okay, well, let's take our next call. Hey, Malls. Hey, Christina. Hey, guest. My name is Billy. I'm 27. I live in Fort Lauderdale. And my dilemma is, I guess in a nutshell, should I give uh, an alleged schizo an iPhone? To elaborate, Amanda Bynes' alleged secret Twitter account that I've been following off and on for a few years has posted uh, asking for an iPhone And I decided since I have an old iPhone 5 I haven't really used in a while that I'll message her and see if she was still interested in 
getting one. She responded to me and pretty much was like, you can send the phone to my, quote, assistant in Rochester, New York, which really just sounds like a sham to me. However, I know, like, there were some ties to Rochester when she went crazy before, but it just sounds really sketch. And I mean, obviously, if she doesn't have access to her money, like, there's clearly, like, some stuff still wrong with her. But I'm not gonna lie, like, it's Amanda Bynes, and there is a part of me that wants to send it, but but I'm really concerned that I am kind of enabling, you know, a schizo who isn't well. And at the end of the day, I don't know if I can sleep well at night doing this. So yeah, please advise, love the pod, love you all, and thank you very much. Okay, so a little bit of backstory on this, and Christina, this was a stroke of genius to give this call to Max, is that I actually answered this one off air with Billy because when he Snapchatted me about it, I was so like, I think he first tweeted at me about it or something. And I was so like, fuck yes, I'm locked in because I've been following this like alleged Amanda Bynes uh, new Twitter account for a while. Do you think it's her? I do. 100%. Have you ever met her? Uh, no, actually, I think she's no. She's like one of those people I don't think I've ever met her. Okay, which is weird because like mo- the, like anyone of that era, like I've at least seen them out once. You yeah. know what I mean? You just see people out. Paris Hilton is also someone that I've only seen like once, and I was sh- I'm like shocked that I've been in LA for ten years and I've only seen Paris one, like once, one time. Yeah. So, um, the thing is, is that I wanted this call to be aired for two reasons. But one, I want to just say, first of all, I want to wash my hands of any use of the term schizo just because I personally don't know what the right terminology is. And I do not, I know that is short for something that is real, but I don't know if it's offensive let's to people. Not, let's not diagnose anyone that we don't. Let's Exactly. Perfect. But we do know that Amanda Bynes has struggled with mental illness. She would not be under a conservatorship if not. If oh, this, she's still under it? She's still under a conservatorship in a big way, by the way. So like she, like, from what I understand from what this Twitter account has tweeted, she is limited to $50 or like $150 a day, I think, is her allowance. And she gets that in Starbucks and that's I think a, like a prepaid Visa gift card. Does she still? That's a lot of money. If that first adds all, up. That's what I'm saying. So like this is what I said to Billy. I said like I understand the appeal of like wanting to help out someone that you are like, wow, that's like some, that's like like chic to like give Amanda Bynes an iPhone. Like that's like I'm giving one of my childhood but also heroes don't fall, but also don't fall for it, Billy. But I said to him, I said, "Sweetheart, I said uh, you Amanda Bynes does not need help from you." <laughs> no. I said like I don't know if you are a, a man of many many means, like if you're a very wealthy wealthy man, but I would assume if you were a very wealthy wealthy man, like you would have you would just buy her an iPhone and not send her a used iPhone 5. <laughs> Like, I'm going to go ahead and guess that most likely you will benefit more greatly from selling this phone yourself or trading it in. Yeah, and giving a little bit of the money to someone in Fort Lauderdale who could use it. Absolutely. Or just keeping it for your fucking self. Like, you know what I mean? Because end times. Because end times. And also because, like, are any of us that rich that we need to, like, donate to a celebrity as if, like, with a whose, like, show has just been re-syndicated on Nick at Night or whatever? Like, she does not need your help. We forget. She does not need you. What was that one she was on with... uh, um, the one what I like about you, you know that's on syndication somewhere. she does not need you a no celebrity needs you and this is like another thing too 
don't help out people who are doing better than you in life. Like, granted, if she is mentally ill, one could argue she's not doing better than Billy. But like at the same time, like I'm I feel like most and this is like, you know, I think most celebrities, especially on her level, do not need your help. They don't need your help. And if they're asking for your help, it's because someone in their life isn't helping them. And there's a reason for that. Exactly. And I just like feel like I just feel like it makes me it makes me sensitive because I'm so like you know, yes, like I work in this business and I know some, you work with celebrities all the time, but like you all, so because you work with celebrities, you also know they live very charmed lives. Yeah, even their worst lives are pro, even are some, pretty charmed, are pr- much more charmed than your average person, more charmed than mine, more charmed than anything else. <laughs> yeah, like definitely. they live a nice little life for themselves. Yeah. They never have to worry about getting their $5 Starbucks or their whatever. I mean, the fact that she has like $25 to spend at Starbucks I think every day. I think 150 bucks a day is pretty damn good. Like, it's pretty fucking good. Like, and also, it's like, what are you spending this money on? Like, where's the money going to begin with? Is it even all if you had five or six Starbucks. Or, yeah, I mean, and she has, like, an Amazon wish list. And uh, people are buying her shit off her Amazon wish list. You, you know, I love porn stars who do that. Um, I You know what? I like a porn star who does it, too. I, I do. I, t- wait, even better, a Tumblr porn star. I Not like that. true... Which I have a Tumblr account I need to show you, and I want you to tell me if you think he's totally punking the world. It's like L.A. Bijak, where Ooh. he basically says he's a, U, uh, a UCLA like swimmer. Or, like, oh, rugby. Yeah. he is not a Bijak. <laughs> like, he, that is totally a straight boy who knows what's up <laughs> and is like, I will get no, these horned he, up gay What men. about if he's 60 and like a woman? Oh, that could be true. Because I'm just, I don't know. Well, I want to show you that you need to read. And he's really into erotica, which I'm all about. But I just need you to, re- I just need you to see. Erotica, like books? No, like he'll talk about his situation. He's like, yeah, I met this other closeted gay. gay. I mean, you know, I met this other. He like know, really drags it out. Yeah, and he's gives like a this narrative. other Phi Kappa Sig frat boy. Oh, and we like had to plow. wrestle. Or, or oh, he's like shit. my sister and or my sister and I, my uh, fiance and I, or my girlfriend and I, I fucked her brother on a vacation in Hawaii. Oh, he's trolling the shit out of you. Yes. Out of uh, everyone. Out of oh everyone. my God. So we'll just, that's and a side of sorry, but. Is there anything, if you're going to be like a fake something, is there anything smarter than a young bi jock? No. Like that is a genius marketing no. move. Because A, there's tons of photos. You to get steal. the ladies. You got you the, the gays. Yeah, you, you get got, them all. You get them all, and you're you're young hard. You're, you're young, a young hard, hard man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're living a great life. Um, you live almost a charmed life as the celebrities that you do not need to be donating to Billy. Okay, but like, let's just talk about this though, because like, there are you do wind up in these precarious situations where all of a sudden it's like. Because there's nothing also at the same time, there's nothing sadder than celebrity. And I think that the average person kind of looks at it and is like, dude, that is like so fucking sad that Amanda Bynes can't have an iPhone. Like, and you know what? You're right. It is. But not at your own expense. Like, you need to take care of yourself. Like, and I hate to say it, like. Amanda Bynes is where she is because of a series a series of events, whether it be strictly mental illness or mental illness fueled by drugs or stuff that happened in her childhood or who knows what. There could be a variety of reasons why Amanda Bynes is where she is today. There's a variety of reasons why you are where you are today. And I agree. That's probably like it is. It's sad to look at someone and be like, wow, it's a person that was like once on top now on the total decline. Like that's hard to watch. It doesn't need to be at your expense, though. Like. Unless, Billy, you are actively donating to, like, orphans on television, you do not need to donate to Amanda Bynes. Can we, in remembrance of Carrie Fisher, say one of her best quotes, which was, um, fame is 
just obscurity biding its time. Whereas, mm. which first of all, RIP Carrie Fisher and thank you for everything, Debbie Reynolds. But it's really true. Don't you think it's like every celebrity? I'm could, like wrapping my brain around that one. Yeah. Obscurity buying wait, time. Wait, wait, I might. Does that make sense? I might. It was on an Oprah interview that it. No, it, it makes sense. It makes it's just, sense. It's so it? like it's so like it's just. A, it's so true. Yeah, it's like you look at you look at say Carrie Fisher, who from about sixteen or when was she maybe nineteen? I think when she was in Star Wars, you know, throughout the eighties was at the epitome of fame, and then no one wanted to put her in movies anymore. Or look at Debbie Reynolds, who from Singing in the Rain in fifty two when she was nineteen to the late sixties was a huge movie star, and then all of a sudden she turns forty. Everyone's like, no, we don't want to put you in. We don't want to put you in movies anymore. Yeah, I just think I think you have to think about that. It's like even that that level. It's I mean. Those people who like a Debbie Reynolds, a Carrie Fisher, those are entertainers. Yeah. They found other ways to have creative outlets. You know, Carrie Fisher became a great writer. Um, Debbie Reynolds did stage and eventually had a movie comeback and all that great stuff. Yeah. You know, and Amanda Bynes, it's like, she doesn't even want to act. She doesn't want to entertain anymore. She's, she's retired. Yeah, she's retired. She wants to do her fashion. And it's like, honey, do your fashion and find a way to buy your own iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks because, like, you know, there is that element of it where it's like, I understand that part of, I watched a whole... um thing the other night called I'm not crazy and we'll link to it on the please advise thing. It was like a documentary that was pieced together with news footage of Amanda Bynes um, kind of going over the history of her career and like how she started out like, you know, the anti Lohan and like that was basically like her Which main talking Lohan point. started all out as the anti Lohan. Yeah, absolutely. And there was like all of her talking points and in interviews are like, what's the difference between you, Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan? And she's like, well, I'm just like really normal and down earth. I'm my and, own like, person. Yeah. And like I have and, a good family life. And like that's like all, you know, well and good. I totally forgot what I was going to say. But as a side. Oh, oh, I was going to say that, like, I understand her frustration when, like, a few years ago, she was saying, like, I'm a fucking multimillionaire and I'm living like a poor person, like in a West Hollywood apartment with like six other people because my parents have cut me off from accessing my money. And like, granted, like, yes, like that is uh, her parents had to do that because she's was displaying a lot of mental illness. But like, yo, like. She could have. Why are you both on your phones? <laughs> no, I'm listening. I just. Like, no, it's just. It's am just, I doing this podcast with anyone? <laughs> is there anyone? Are you guys? Billy? <laughs> are you here? No, I totally agree with you. And I just think. Wait, was she really in an apartment with six people by herself? Yeah, she was like living in WeHo. That's like when those tapes were released where she was like telling her friend, the, like, you are so gay. It makes me want to kill myself. Is that where she threw the bong out the window? That was in New York. Oh. And then after that, she came back to LA and she was living in WeHo and like. She was living with some kids and one of them taped her. And do you remember like they taped her in the car because she was having like a manic episode and they were basically I think they, you know, they partially did it to release it and like basically say Make like this is how sick she-. but like also like let's I get her a, some help. Uh, if I had a friend who was who was in a car, if I was in a vehicle with someone who was talking like that where she was saying like I literally want to like take a knife and stab it through my father's eyes and like people don't understand my brain is being raped and I feel so sorry for how gay you are. And like, it was just like a, str- it was just like a rambling. It was a river of insanity. Insanity. And it's she just needed, like- yeah, and she needed, she probably needed it. And that's the thing. It's like with Britney Spears or when it go or Kanye West even, or, you know, I think it all boils down to in this country, how little we truly care about mental illness yeah. and how it's still such a hush, hush, subject yeah and i think i think a lot of the population in some way shape or form as they have probably for centuries struggled with mental illness yeah and i think 
it's just still such a taboo subject. And we do you know if bipolar two can morph into bipolar one? So I hate to show my ignorance. I don't really get the difference between one and two. So basically bipolar, from my understanding, bipolar two is a little bit more nuanced. Like okay. so your, you- your manic episodes, you're not like taking your clothes off in the street and screaming. Okay. Like you're not like doing these big grandiose. It's things. more little. It's more like the, the top of this, like, the micro pot. stuff. It's like the pot on the, the kettle, like, kind of showing. Exactly. Okay. And, like, you have peaks. Like, you have, Cereal you mom. have, like, highs where you don't need much sleep and you don't, like, you know, you're very um, motivated and inspired and on top of the world and, like, um, like, just, like, have, like, frenetic energy. And then there's the other end of it, which is, like, depression. Yeah. Which is, like, you just go into, like, a deep, dark hole and you stay there. And, and like, and it can alternate, like, you know, moment to moment, it can be a little moment to moment, but bipolar one is more the one that you see the extreme highs and the extreme, extreme lows. Gotcha. And so, you know, I've often felt for years that Kanye is probably someone who has bipolar just based on his tweets alone, like the tweets where he's really like speaking on like his heart, like those are classic manic tweets. But I also didn't know if that was something that he was like kind of conjuring together like to like give himself a little like cobbling together this mental illness like this appearance of a mental illness so like it's because you know mental illness unfortunately like in our business mental illness can oftentimes equate to genius or greatness and like and so people yeah and a pass Mm -hmm. and And it's a pass and it's pass and i think I think that's what a lot of people well, struggle. Well, it's a pass if you're lucky because it does it haunts you forever because no no one's ever going to be like, "Oh my god, this very mentally ill person is like ready to work again." Sean Young. Mhm. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, like your like, life is derailed by it, but like people are like, "She's sick." Yeah, she's sick. Well, I will say that I mean, do you think Lohan suffered from any of that? Or do you think I think Lohan has classic addiction? Yeah. And probably like I think she probably has a little bit of a mood disorder. Like, I think that that would go really hand in hand. Have you ever met her? Yes. Really? Actually, the only paparazzi photo I've ever been in is I'm sitting next to Lindsay Lohan at a barbecue. That's fantastic. And, I, and it, like, by the way, she and I did not communicate. She did not look at me. It just looks <laughs> like, you're like I'm saddled up to Lohan at a barbecue. Do you know one of my favorite stories is I was visiting a buddy in Baton Rouge, and he was down in school there, and she was filming Herbie Fully Loaded, and mm-hmm. I never really talked to her, but she was out at the bars just, like, doing shots and in between the takes of her God to be to be <laughs> around when that Herbie Fully Loaded was happening. <laughs> I really? mean, those Wait, the do you days. remember? I, I just, it was it's just so, the news every day would be really, the new 2013, news. 2013, a mm-hmm. Freaky Friday, the fall, tell about 20, 2007, 2007, 2008, every day. Yeah. Every day was just my luck, Bobby, all of her, Georgia rule, Georgia rule, yeah. Felicity Huffman and Jane. Prairie Home Companion. But like, let's not forget oh, really Prairie, Home, Prairie, Home, Prairie Companion. Home Companion. I know, I just gave myself chills. But like, do you remember that like with Lohan though, it really did start around Herbie and that's when like the 24 hour online news cycle started to happen. She had the exhaustion. She had exhaustion. And it, it like, this was the first taste we got of like every day we are going to wake up and there's going to be new news about Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. Whatever they did last night is going to be on the news. Do you remember with Lindsay Lohan when it was the song that, um, and I wait for the postman to oh, bring yeah. me a letter. 
What was that song? Confession. Wasn't it Confessions of a Broken Heart? Oh, yeah. And she's in the cocktail ball gown, throwing herself against a bathroom. God, that was really good. And I remember Dina. Like, I remember the making the movie or the making the video of it or whatever. And Dina's just off, like, the Dina's off watching the monitor. She's just going, like, she is just. And did you remember when Dina kept telling everyone she was a rockette? Yeah. They're like, the rockettes are like, you've never worked here. Okay, so I just rewatched Living Lohan. With where's Aliana? Where's Aliana? Aliana's a model. She like literally is like working as a fashion model. So she's let go of the music. She does runway. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I would I would assume so. But like she was doing straight up like runway as of like two years ago. They make money, don't they? I mean, I don't know that she needs it. I mean, she must actually. She must need it. Listen, well, I do remember that interview. Not to jump back to Lohan, but do you remember that interview she gave a couple months ago where she's opening a Grease nightclub? Yeah, she jumped from about. She was basically. 32 different acts. She was our I Meryl Streep. She was Meryl Streep. Yeah, I to, think the necklace. So to enhance. To enhance. And people have a the, good time. And, we but drink, also, we dance in Greece. We do good cause. Like, it just, like, it was like, it just was like, it's like, and also she was doing this thing where it's like, she was doing like foreign hand gestures and do you remember her press agent behind her was like what where's this accent coming from oh i didn't i didn't you need to that. we need to rewatch just, it and just because, for the press ignore agents. lohan and watch the two press agents behind her because they're both just like wait where's she what what's happening i can only imagine that that's like sort of the mortification you would have if you have like a like a client that just like broke out into like a quote-unquote <laughs> black scent in the middle of their thing you just be like how are we going to cover for this wait, like how which, are we going to cover which for this, publicist like, should we pray for the most this year Oh, that's a good question. Who's publicist? Because I mean, I know everyone hates them, but they really go through a lot. Okay, it's no easy, no walk in the park. Um, you know who's kept her nose pretty clean? Who? Well, uh, Emma Roberts has never really gotten any major tea thrown on her. No, except except when she beat up her boyfriend. Which again, I you remember when she beat? I was like, good for you. I totally forgot that she beat up her boyfriend. She got arrested for like domestic assault, which I support. Damn, which. We support. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, then, we do. But um, okay, so I mean, I, I you know, mean, I have a healthy, a, I have a healthy fear of her. You do. She weighs yeah. about a buck ten. Yeah, but she can cut you with her eyes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't really know her, but after like twenty times interacting with her, I, I would be I'm, ashamed if she said something mean to me. Like I would, my my <laughs> default emotion would be like, I feel I'm ashamed. Sorry, I'm a robber. But I'm really afraid. And she's win. scary. Yeah. She's very scary. Because I think she gets. First of all, you if she was super nice, she a she's been nothing truly, but really pleasant every time i've met her but totally she's got that edge about her where if she if she didn't have that edge if she wasn't that character in coven and scream queens sure. we wouldn't like her we'd be like oh well you're no fun yeah exactly you know but I mean? like when you realize like oh i could be interacting with like actual chanel oberlin like like that that doesn't come from nowhere well you know my favorite thing was it was we were at comic-con and i had my satchel that is from defend defend your life or some nonsense down in new orleans and basically on the bag it just says slow down loosen up and she just walks up to me and goes slow down loosen up my life motto and walked away (laughs) (laughs) that's haunting that's haunting oh my god i'm clutching a table ornament your max is gripping my crystals max has all of my crystals surrounding him he just knocked over a solo cup i mean i think that we've just derailed matt i mean he's nervous thinking about it because again i'm a six foot 270 pound gay man on a, on a good it. day and ever roberts is petite and beautiful maybe five two it is hilarious to see how like just flustered you got just <laughs> so thinking of like, her yeah, just like, oh thinking god, so about scared. her you're like oh my god no I'm so scared. well because it's she, you know it's so funny because they're those people you 
you want to like you, even if you know that they'll never, th- you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. so not on their radar, but you want them to be like, oh. What about Taylor Swift? Uh, please, I would never be afraid of her. But I'm saying, do you have to pray for her, publicist? I don't play, no, God, no, because I think I think she's, again, that kind of crazy that is, I think her crazy is kind of fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think she's it's like, like ah. It's super smart crazy. Like, it's like hyper smart crazy. Uh, yes. And because also, it's like so calculated. And I mean, her whole empire is very calculated and brilliant. I yeah. think she's brilliant. I really do. I do too. And I think she has a great team. She's, she's another one that it's all about the team. But people who hate her, like, or think she's mean, hate like- her. They're like, no, you don't understand. Do you think shit. she's a lesbian? Like they all say. Um, I bet she's dabbled in the bi. Well, I mean, it could make sense actually because, like, I mean, why does she date all? The, like, why did she like beard throughout all of her twenties or her like teen years? Like, she bearded so. She, I know. And love, what is she? Twenty four now? Twenty five? Maybe. She. I think maybe she's like maybe she's older. I don't know. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. But I like, can't wait for the day when we find she's out she's literally least... seventy. She's like a Finnish seventy <laughs> year old. Oh, by the way, I had something like basically confirmed to me yesterday. I'm going to tell you after. You guys, I'm going to give you one more tip and then we're going to sign off. I tried a new product last week that I'm obsessed with. It's called Baby Feet. Have you heard of this shit? No. Okay. So basically like they're like acid and herbs and like whatever in inside of a jelly sock. Like the, they're socks, right? And they're, they're plastic socks, but filled with this jelly. And you like put them on. I put my Ugg boots on over the socks so that I had them on for like two hours. Mm-mm. You're only supposed to do an hour. Then you like soak your feet in hot water a couple days later. And I'm not kidding you. The thickest part of like your skin on your heel oh, comes off. Like I need that to happen. It. I have never seen so much dead skin come off my body in my life. Like Isn't that, it's both petrifying and relief and, and you feel relief. I was like, I was grossed out, but I was also like, this is remarkable. Like, this is a problem that, like, you know, you could spend all day having someone, like, shave down your heel at the thing. Would you ever let a minnow? Is it minnows? I want to do that. I would. I I totally want to let fish eat my feet. Can we try that? Yeah. We can do that. I don't know. We can do that here in town, though, can't we? Probably. Well, you're around all week, right? I'm here for two and a half weeks. Wait, are you going to be here on the 11th? Two and a half weeks. What day is that? Thursday? Yeah. I think that's the night I'm having my birthday party. Yes. Yeah. Honey, For I'm once. Here. Okay, Honey, perfect. Finally. Max and I need to go get a steak. At Damien's? Da- sure, Damien's. <laughs> and we're going to go to Damien's and get a steak. And then we are going to come back here and just sass it up, I guess. Well, we're going to watch Bright Lights. Again, tribute to Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. and Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I'm and- probably going to fall asleep halfway through. De- oh, you'll be asleep. I- yes. Good night. Uh, just don't let Wags bite you on the way out. No, Wags. Wags. You're allowed to stay me. here, by sometimes the way. He, he does not hate you. He sometimes he loves me. Sometimes Wags and I have moments. Yeah, I think he just is threatened by anyone that you might show any form of affection to. That's not him. I think he just. Yeah. Does I think he like? He likes Ed, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Wags likes women and gay men. Okay. He does not really care for street. He is like, I don't know what you want with my mom, does but he I can like tell that, it's penetrative. Does he like? Does he like Ryan Bailey? He does like Ryan Bailey. Don't you love that I threat? I constantly get drunk and threaten to send Ryan Bailey dick pics. Oh, you do. All the time. Tell me everything. First of all, he's the sweetest guy ever, and I'm. Why did you guys even exchange phone numbers? Like, when no, did no, that up? Snapchat. It's oh, all you Snapchat. do. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so see, I'll, like, I'll get real drunk and I'll just be like, Ryan Bailey, I'm going to send you a dick pic, and he's like, ah, I wish you wouldn't, but okay. <laughs> so I've yet to do it, but one day. His, I think, his childhood best friend is gay, so, so he's, he's very been assaulted he's, constantly, probably. But he which definitely, again, we support. We support straight 
men, especially straight it. white men that get yeah. that kind of assaulted. We're but like, poor you- Ryan. No, Ryan's been married for literally like 15 years <laughs> or something. Like he's like this. He's not like such a straight white guy. Like he's not. He's so not well, like also, that. He's a, he's a believer in the people. Wait. Anyway, love you to Gabby and Billy and Caitlin. Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. With the bubble porn. The bubble born. We want you to all enjoy these final years on earth and <laughs> just really have yeah, a good it time. consume. You know what? If you're Mormon and you're out there listening, feel free to look at them some without look the bubbles. All, Who no, cares? Just take the bubbles off. Take the bubbles off. And Sharon Stone, if you're listening. Just an Asian girl in a bathing suit. Just let she her, doesn't mind. She doesn't care. No, she, she doesn't mind. She, she posed. She wants you if to look. If she's smiling in the picture, she posed. <laughs> And she got paid handsomely for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do you think you get? Like a fucking free lunch? A free lunch and at least 45 bucks in some kind of, like, arcade money. I'm going to research that tonight, too, is, like, what these Asian girls get paid. Because there is such a surplus of, like, Asian girls in bikinis. And I know they are not. I mean, like, American amateur porn girls. Like, and you think in America, we come in with much more of a sense of entitlement. American amateur porn girls will, like, suck a 50-year-old man's dick for $200. Oh, 200 Come on. No, seriously. Did you see that Hot Girls Wanted um, thing that was made by What's-Her-Face? Uh, Rashida Jones. Did you see that? Oh, no. I, like, got super sensitive about it because I have my sister's 19. And, like, she texted me and was like, I want to be a model. Like, how do I be a model? No. And I was just, like, I, like everything, every. Every fiber of my body, like every hair on my body stood on its end. And I was like, uh, um, I know someone who does like promotional bar modeling. I was like, I just want to warn you, like no modeling jobs are ever listed online. Like no. you, anything that you can see as a normal member of the public is not a real thing. I was no. like, if anyone ever said, I was like, you never, a modeling agent will never ask you for a nude photo. No. A model, you know, like I just like started to go down the list of it because these girls get on a plane because they see an ad on Craigslist that just says hot girls wanted. And then they get on there and they wind up in this cycle of basically making like amateur porn for three months. But like after three months, you're used up. Yeah, like they don't want you anymore. No, you're not fresh anymore. So then you have to go home knowing that there's like, t- like, you know, 10 Thousand. videos of you, like, sucking you, dicks. Have you ever, you know, what's so bizarre to me is I've really never known anyone who's done porn. I've never seen, you know, do you know anyone who has? You know what's so, so interesting? So, like, I guess I knew someone, I do, I, I know people who have done Playboy, which is not porn, no. but I I know, um, it turns out that I a girl that I knew for a really long time was an open fetish model. I didn't know she was open about it. So, like, when I discovered it, it seemed like, oh, like, scandal. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, But, no, I've never known anyone. I've been on a porn set, so I've met porn stars. Gay or straight? Uh, Asian chicks, nine. So, I don't know how you want to throw that. Like, maybe, I mean, it was a gay scene. I don't know that these women are. But they are, none of them are really. But just like how most, I mean, there's so many gay performers who aren't gay. So, like, the thing was, like. So there was like the older Asian mom and like she's like the mommy. And Does she, she lead just like, them into how to like eat the. So she has like a sheet of like just like black hair that like just goes down to like her ass. And like she's wearing like a robe and the robe is open. And under is it a floral kind of print? It's a floral kind of print. And of then course. underneath she's wearing like just like bondage underwear with Ooh. like the except the boob part is open. So it's like it's the structure just- of a bra. Except the boobs are completely out, right? So then these two girls come down the stairs. One is in baby pink and one is in baby blue. And they're wearing like these like kind of like nighties that their tits are falling out of. Mm. And like they're also covered. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, in this scene, they were just wearing like 
baby blue panties with ruffles and baby pink panties with ruffles. And one had the pink one had pink beads that like went all around her, almost like Kim Kardashian posing and all the pearls for Playboy. And then the blue one had the blue beads. And then they came down, they crawled down the stairs on their hands and knees. And like, by the way, one of them in her on her hands and knees before this shoot started, she saw me standing there and she goes, Hi and she like she, she waves at me. Wait, right were you front. doing uh, were you doing uncredited script work? What were you doing on this? Set, I was honey? I was working with um a Gawker owned pl- property called Fleshbot. And I because I worked for Gawker, like sometimes they would send me out with the other side. So they'd be like, Jezebel needs something in LA this weekend. Do it. Right. So when I was working with Fleshbot, I actually was working with this really nice guy named Marty. Married guy, like super, like, yeah, super sweet, like would call his wife, like right before he got in the car, like right before we drove home, like had a little girl, like was very, very nice. His wife, like, you know, I had to say there's really nothing intimidating about like that world to me as a woman. I'm like, I no guy like wants that. Yeah. Like he, no guy wants, once you go to a porn set, you're like, oh, I don't like, I've seen how the sausage is made. Like. I'll look at it, but I'm not like, I'm not deluded about what this world is. Well, no, because I think, I mean, I think you have to have a healthy way of fantasy and reality Mm -hmm. and thinking of, you know, you shouldn't expect what you watch and enjoy. That's clearly a fantasy to be. That's where I think people run into problems where they want their sex lives to be the fantasy where it's like, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a little fantasy and being like, Oh yeah, that's really sexy. But then saying like, yeah, I want to face fuck you until I nut, you know, on all over you. And (laughs) she's like, no honey, I don't want that. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think that it becomes also too, like you want to be like sex positive and you want to like, you want to like appease your partner's needs or whatever else. But like, I've been with guys before where it's really, really clear to me that the only thing that dictates their fantasy is porn. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's like, and now you can't get off unless I'm wearing pigtails. Like, do you know what I mean? Or like, like, you have to, you have to, you have to come on me. You have to see, you know what I mean? Like, like, you have to. You have to or you can. And it's like. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, no, with some of these guys, I really think they can't. Like, it's like, it's like, this is the only thing that gets me off. Like the way my brain works is that like you're wearing pigtails and then I come. But like, you, know what you have to do with that is, and I've had to do this too because I mean I think all men suffer gay or I think you can get you know if especially if you're having sex and then also masturbating, which almost all men, I'm, come on, let's call us do. Yeah, it's like you have to cut back on the fantasy. Absolutely, you can't just be having sex and then like whoa, Tumblr porn, L.A. by Jock twenty two. Yeah, L.A. Bajok. I can't wait to show you this profile. I can't wait. L.A. Bajok is like kind of... We need to have him on the show. Yeah, I will actually... I should probably reach out to L.A. Can you Bajok. imagine? Be like, we really want to have you on I'll the show. I'll be like, we'll disguise your voice. Yeah. Like, you're like it's a current affair, and you're the person who's <laughs> speaking out about some like... I just want to see if it's really L.A. Bajok 22. I love him. L.A. Bajok 22. It's, gonna, it's all happening. Uh, okay, well, let's skedaddle and go get some steaks and fucking martinis and whatever else. Bye. I want a shrimp cocktail, too. Yeah. I'm like getting my honey, own, so yes. don't no, ask I don't me. Want, no, I was, don't ask me to split the honey, shrimp no, cocktail because I'm eating the whole end fucking times, thing. Because end, end times, honey, have your own shrimp cocktail. I'm like looking at. I'm like I like literally am like snarling at you. I'm like, do not ask me to compromise <laughs> do you my think shrimp. I would never, and I want to no. drink with an umbrella in it. Oh, you can have that. Okay, fabulous. All right, I love you. Love you guys. Thanks for Thank being you here. So Max, much for having me. I almost didn't tell people where what? can they find you online. Oh, would you please come at, um, and watch my little Instagram videos, Max Wyeth, just M A X W Y E T H. You have skits. to. They're so funny. It's all I have. And also, please. honey, yes, honey, no. Oh, honey, honey, yes, mm-hmm. and honey, yes, honey, no, which is just you know, it's barely, it's basically a one man <laughs> show right now because the prince, my roommate and best friend, has abandoned it. But please, honey, yes, honey, no, live a honey, yes life. Yes. So, please. honey, yes, honey, no is his other Instagram 
him. We're basically like, he just, if it's honey, yes, or if it's honey, no. It's, He's as simple let as you that. Know. It's, honey, it's, no. Honey, there's, there's so many of both. Yeah. But we no. try to be positive on honey, yes. You, you are very positive on honey, yes, but you do some no's. And I, you had a very men. controversial no for me the other day. I forget which, what it was. Which one was it? It was like, you honey, knowed something. And I just was like, no, not honey, no. Honey. But I liked it anyway because I wanted to be supportive you support of you. Me I the malls, it's, oh, it, the last You're thing, the ultimate we've honey. We've talked yes. about this on Twitter, but the last thing I have to say is I just want to say RIP Vine. And the only thing I have to say about that is my. Holly and I met on Vine almost four years ago and then went on a double date. And I will always be thankful to that platform for that reason. Absolutely. And do you remember the Vine? It was a Virginia Madsen Vine I did. Well, okay. So this is the thing. My my mom said, like, how did you meet Max? And I was like, oh, this, like, Virginia Madsen Vine. And she was like, what was it about? I was like, I don't remember anymore. Let's I was all like, just say just that the Vine was, it was when she was starring in the movie Hot Flashes, co-starring Cameron Mannheim and Brooke Shields. Yes. And it was, was it just a clip of it? No, she and I did like a little skit of something and oh, we were following each so other. Great. And then literally three days later, we're on a, we're on a double date in Venice and it was just the love. Just, Best. It was so wonderful. But I'm and we thank- haven't turned back since. We haven't. I'm thankful for you, Molly. Christina, so thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, Max. I appreciate you all. And just let's live our best lives while we still can. And hey, if you have a micro penis out there in LA somewhere, I just want to let you know. But don't I want to thank you for the niceness and kindness you showed me when I was 21. Your name will always be safe with me, even in social situations when I'm not holding a microphone. I don't tell your name to people. So, you know, your micro penis is protected and, and uh, wishing you all the best in the future. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>